Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Die on a tree. 
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. You are 
Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Come, Lord Jesus, come. You're all that we want. You're all that we need. As we cry, come, Lord Jesus, come. All who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain of your heart. In the streams of life. You know that song, Missy Edwards, All Who Are Thirsty. I don't know. I think she wrote it. But you know, it's the Word of God says in Isaiah, Everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters and drink. Are you dry? Do you need to be filled? Are you empty? Is in this life there's things that just seem to sap us of our energy, steal our joy, shift our focus, rob us of our dreams. Derail our assignment. Is any of this hitting home? You feel like that's you tonight or today? The Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing, for you'll reap a harvest if you faint not, if you don't stop, if you don't give up, if you continue to pursue God and his assignment for your life. And you say, well, what is all this? Why am I here? What is the assignment for my life? What on earth am I here for? Listen, Proverbs 11.28, the Message Bible says this, A life devoted thing is a dead life, a stump. But a God-shaped life, is like a flourishing tree 
Jeremiah 17 says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. And they go right on producing delicious fruit. Similar to Psalm 1. Talking about blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. What am I saying? Look, it all starts with God. Your purpose in life. Your assignment. Why are you here? Because of God. Because of God. See, listen, it all started with him. Colossians 1.16 says, Everything in the heavens and in the earth, above and below, the invisible and visible, what we see and what we can't see. Rank after rank of angels, principalities, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Let me read 116, Colossians in the Message Bible. It says this, everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, saying got started in him and finds its purpose in him. You'll find your purpose when you find him. You'll find your purpose, I'll find my purpose, when I find myself delighting in him. And I find him delighting in me. When you find God delighting in you, and you're in a position where you're delighting in God, your purpose will be born out of that. Your assignment will be given to you by God birthed out of your relationship. It's God who directs the lives of his creatures. Everyone's life is in his power. That's Job 12.10. See, the Bible says in Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. See, sometimes we think that we know what's good for us, but the Bible says God Listen to Romans 8, 6 in the Message Bible. It says, obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. But obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. You ever hear that expression, you're going down a dead end street? The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. At the end of the death, look, you can be so caught up in your plan and your purpose, what you think you need to do. You never took the time, maybe because no one told you, maybe because you didn't know any better, or maybe because you just ignored the fact. But you never consulted with God concerning your present, concerning your past, 
and concerning your future. You never got with God to consult and talk with him about what he wants for you and the blessings and the promises and the goodness that God has for you. Corinthians says that God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. You don't find it laying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out the best in us long before we ever arrived on the scene. God's wisdom Ephesians 1.11 says it's in Christ that we find we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, that God had his eye on us. Jesus had his eye on us. Had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. Ephesians one eleven, the message Bible. Just go back and read these. Ephesians one eleven. First Corinthians two seven. Matthew sixteen twenty five. Romans eight six. Job twelve ten. Go back and just reflect on these. Starts with God. That's why you're here. It starts with God. You're not an accident. God created you for a purpose. He created you for a reason. Psalm 138.8 says that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Psalm 139 says, you saw me before I was born. You scheduled each day of my life. Before I began to breathe, every day was recorded in your book. That's the living Bible. Ephesians in the Message Bible says, long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had us in mind. Jesus. He settled on us as the focus of his love. So we're the focus of his love. To make us whole and holy by his love. This is Ephesians 1 4. Purpose. Assignment. This is why. You want to know why? 
Sometimes we want to know the what and the why and the how. This is why. James one eighteen. God decided to give us life through the word of truth so that we might be the most important of all things he made. God says you're most of all important. Says you're most of all important. Oh, hyper dogs. Sorry about that. You know, I love preaching. I love preaching with my dogs. I got two chihuahuas, and then I'm shifting gears here. They actually get excited when the presence of God is stirring in the room. They start running around, jumping around. That's not kind of crazy. You know, it's funny. I see more enthusiasm in my chihuahuas sometimes than I do people actually in the house of God. The spirit of God and the peace of God come into my home, and even my dogs recognize it. And when I say it, I mean the presence. I don't mean it to be disrespectful of him who is the Holy Spirit. But even my dogs recognize when the Holy Spirit comes into my house because they notice a change in the atmosphere. Why is it that my chihuahuas get more excited when the atmosphere changes than some Christians do in church? I don't know, just just a little side note. Something to think about. You know, the Bible says that God's your creator. You're not an accident. He's love. He's he's a lover. God so loved the world that he gave. You need to realize God created you with an assignment in mind, with purpose in mind. He's the one that started it all. You're not here just by a mistake. You're here for a mission. Here with the mission. Well, praise God. Just trying to lay a little foundation. Little foundation. You want to know why? That's why. Sometimes we got to shift gears. We got to shift our perspective a little bit. We need to see differently. You need to see differently. Have a different perspective, a different world view. Sometimes we really, and not sometimes, but all the time, we need to get to a place where we have our view in line with God's view, our perspective in line with his perspective. Romans 12.2 says, do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind, then you will be able to know the will of God. 
See, sometimes we have the wrong worldview, and we need to change our minds, transform our minds. Let God transform us inwardly by a complete change of mind. The word transform, that word change, is metamorpho in the Greek, which means metamorphosis, similar to a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. But there's a transition that takes place. There's a place of solitude. There's a place of stillness. There's a place of separation that takes place in the process of metamorphosis. The caterpillar separates himself, goes into a cocoon that he actually creates for himself. And the metamorphosis begins to take place. And the metamorphosis and that period of change separated from everything else, cut off from everything else, solitude. Sometimes we need to get alone with God and separate ourselves from everything else and get some solitude. separate ourselves from what's familiar to us, put ourselves in the cocoon. What did Jesus say? Go into your closet, go into a secret place, go into a quiet place and shut the door. Get into a place. Get into your little cocoon. And as you begin to behold him, the Bible says as we behold him, we're changed. And as we behold him, we're changed inwardly. As we allow him to transform us and change our minds, then we'll be able to know the will of God and we'll begin to see from God's view, see his point of view or his perspective. This is just like a test. God wants us to trust him. Life is a test. Life is a trust. And this life is a temporary thing. The Bible says life is but a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. In a blink of an eye. In a twinkle of an eye. Boom. We're caught up with him in the air, right? It's a temporary assignment. But while you're here, you can live your life full of purpose. You can live your life full of passion. And that comes from knowing a person named Jesus and being surrounded in his presence, the Holy Spirit. And walking in his power that enables you to fulfill your purpose. What drives that? What fuels that? It's got to be born out of a relationship, a love relationship. 
to find yourself in that relationship when you begin to pray and worship and begin to commune and connect, when you begin to encounter him and experience him. When you experience his love and experience his goodness and you encounter his presence and you embrace him as your father, as your friend. Jesus has the ability. Jesus has the ability to put a passion in your heart for a purpose-filled existence, for a kingdom agenda to be moved by God to fulfill your kingdom assignments and your destiny that he ordained you for, that he purposed for you. It all starts with God and realizing that when he spoke you into existence, He had an assignment. He had an agenda. His plan includes you. The Bible says we, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're made to live in his words. We're made to understand the way he thinks and the way he feels and what he says about things. See, there's a reason for everything. Everything comes from God alone, Romans 11.36. Everything lives by his power and everything is for his glory. The living Bible. The Lord's made everything for his purposes. Everything created by God reflects his glory in some way. The heavens declare the glory of God. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. Hebrews 1.3 Use your whole body as a tool to do what is right and to glorify God, Romans 6.13. Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. Love each other just as Christ has loved you, and God will be glorified, Romans 15.7, New Living Translation. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will... Bring much glory and praise to God. Philippians 1.11 Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know 
him personally and intimately, the one who invited us. Second Peter one three. So you're created to know God. You're created by God to know God and to be loved by God and to love God. Does that make sense? You were created to love God and be loved by God. You were created for God's pleasure. You were created for God's goodness. You were created for his glory. Look, say this, I was planned, I was created for God's pleasure. God has planted his people like a strong and graceful oak for his own glory, Isaiah 61, 3. The Lord takes pleasure in his people, Psalm 149, 4. God created everything. And it is for your pleasure that they exist when we created Revelation. Revelation 4.11. You were created. You were planned for God's pleasure. You were created for God's pleasure. Worship. Look, the moment you were born into the world, God was there smiling at your birth. Yeah. But God gives pleasure in his people. He takes pleasure in you. You're his child. He knows your heart. And when you take pleasure in him, it really excites him. When you take pleasure, the Father seeks worshipers. Psalm 105 says, go to the Lord for help and worship him continually. Praise God from the sunrise to the sunset. But God wants passion and commitment. See, we think worship is just singing songs. We think worship is just a deeper form of praise. Worship is pleasing God. Worship is being wholeheartedly holy unto God, set apart unto God, hallowing his name, worshiping his name, setting him above, setting him apart, making him first, declaring him holy, sanctifying ourselves and saying, look, I wholly give myself to you, wholeheartedly. Father seeketh worshipers, those that worship him in spirit and in truth. What does he say? You'll find me when you search for me, and you search for me with all your heart. 
See, God wants passion. He wants commitment in our worship. He says, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Come near me with their mouths. Their worship of me is made by rules taught by men. Men. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. Isaiah goes on. I believe it's in the first chapter. He says, "You weary me with your your songs and your celebrations. Your burning of incense wearies me. The stench to my nose. Why? Because they knew their hearts weren't in it." Listen, God wants you to please him. God wants you not to just praise him for a show. Praise him to be seen by men. Praise him and you worship him for the glory and the pleasure of God. Look, every activity can be transformed into an act of worship when you do it for the praise and the glory of God. The Bible says, Colossians says, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as you're working for the Lord and not for men. Whether you eat or drink, whether you do it in the glory do it all for the glory of God. First Corinthians ten thirty one. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Romans twelve one. The message Bible. What makes God smile? Numbers 6.25 says, May the Lord smile on you. David said, Smile on me, your servant. Teach me the right way to live. Psalm 119.135 But the first priority of your life needs to be pleasing God. The Bible says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Ephesians 5.10 says, figure out what will please Christ and then do it. So your main priority in life is to please God and find out how to discover how do you please God. We found out why we're here. We're going to get into the how. We're going to get into the how. That's going to be for next time. All right, so what makes God smile? Faith, believing Him, passionately pursuing Him, loving Him, honoring Him with all your heart. Look, Noah consistently followed God's will and enjoyed a close relationship to Him. Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Genesis 6.22, Genesis 6.9. 
Noah was a pleasure to the Lord, Genesis 6, 8. But God loves it when you make him first. When you trust him and obey him wholeheartedly, trust him completely. When you praise and thank him, he loves it. Psalm 100, verse 2 in the Living Bible says, Obey God gladly. Jesus said, If you love me, obey my commandments. The righteous are glad and rejoice in God's presence. They are happy and shout for joy. Psalm 68, 3. So what makes God happy when you worship him? He's looking at the attitude of your heart. He's looking at the attitude of your heart, not the actions as much as the attitude, not the motion as much as the motive. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us an assignment, for giving us a purpose, Father, for creating us with destiny in mind. Father, thank you, Lord God, that you've placed your hand on us, Lord. It all starts with you, Father. Lord, that you're the one that's drawing and calling and leading and guiding. We just thank you for your goodness. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing, Lord, for every person listening today, tonight, every man, every woman, every child, every teenager. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done, that you would help them to find their assignment, to find their destiny. That, Father, you would help them to find you. That you would help them to connect with you. That you'd show them and reveal to them what what pleases you and then help them to have the courage to carry it out. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're laying foundation in our lives. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We just give you praise. We give you glory. Give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so if you're healed, write in and let us know. If you'd like to receive Jesus, send us an email, and we'll gladly reach back out to you and pray with you. Email is prayerinternational. T-R-A-Y-E-R-I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L at gmail.com. And again, we're www.prayerinternational.org. You can check us out on the website, blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. And we just want to be here as a help in time of need. The Bible says God sends help from the sanctuary and that he is an ever-present help in time of need and that we are him. So we just give you praise, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so this is Prayer International Radio. Have a blessed And we will talk to you soon.
and we will be praying for you. God bless. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.